Welcome to Bossmaker's Million Dollar Moves podcast, hosted by me, Tracy Saunders, former executive recruiter, premier job search strategist for the world's leading executive women, and founder of Bossmaker.com. This podcast helps high-achieving corporate women leaders make powerful career moves on their terms while closing the pervasive gender equity gap. So whether you're just exploring or actively searching for your next great role, you'll learn the secrets to making lucrative, life-changing moves worth tens of thousands to millions of dollars more. So take your seat at the table as we share actionable advice and have candid conversations with hiring decision makers so you can shatter your own personal glass ceiling and make career breakthroughs that are truly priceless. Then let's keep the conversation going over at our private Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash groups slash boss with an H. All right, this is exciting. So I want to talk today about seven career shifting secrets for executive women. And this is really useful if you are considering what's possible or actively looking for a new role. Oftentimes, women are so busy working. And if we're not busy working, we're busy taking care of other people uh, that we don't focus on these things and we don't give this the time and attention it deserves. So what I want us to do is stop and think about these different seven things that you can do to start shifting into what is possible, how can you expand, and if you're actively looking, these also can really help you. So the first thing I would say is it's time to move beyond imposter syndrome, right? You're feeling less than confident in what's next and what's possible, let's think about how we can attune you to the frequency of moving forward and not contracting, but expanding into what's possible. The reality is that so many women, so many people, in fact, 70% of the population experiences imposter syndrome at some point. So when you think about this, The truth is, is that you're not alone. And when it comes to something like thinking about making a career move, uh, you know, it's impossible to know without certain research or steps taken to know what is out there, what's possible, where you fit, how you'll fit, how, how you will align and what your success rate might be. So some of the things that you can do is just start reflecting on everything that you have achieved. You know, I like to talk to my clients about what are you celebrating this week? You know, what can we celebrate? Because if it's a micro breakthrough in thinking, if it's just kind of learning something about the market, if it's getting feedback on your positioning, whatever the thing is, like what can you celebrate? But even more importantly is, Think about all of the things that you've accomplished in your career, and you've done that. That's all of your hard work. You're a brilliant, sophisticated, high-achieving woman. And I think sometimes when we think about competing in the market, we begin to shrink back. And I I want to have you expanding into the possibilities. So another thing you can do to overcome imposter syndrome is really just start studying successful women. Like what 
what have they done to achieve excess success and emulate that? You know, you hear this a lot. Who do you, you know, who do you, who do you want to aspire to be like? Is it, is it someone in the C-suite that's really impressed you or is it other female, another female executive at a company that you like? Just think about, you know, them think about how you can also achieve those goals and, and, and try to assess how they overcame corporate adversity and even better read about them, watch interviews with them. It will change your own frequency. You will realize that you have accomplished similar. You will realize that you have achieved as much and it just will shift the energy um, a bit. So I would recommend doing that and even more so recommend reaching out. What if you just reached out to one of them? What if you just reached out to someone? Um, What if you reached out to someone that you really admire in this space? The, The sky is the limit and there's no cap on who you can reach out to. And so I do recommend, you know, tapping into the energy of other successful women and building relationships with those you admire. Okay, another tip would be, and this is really, really critical. This is really important. It's it's something that is truly, as people say, a game changer in shifting the way that you're thinking about what's possible for you in your current role or for you out in the market. So this is about assessing the market. What does that mean? Assessing the market means going to market and doing your research to figure out what is out there and what is not out there right we need to know what is what what jobs are yes posted or being advertised and i think it's interesting as well to re- recognize what you don't see right like are there you know are there roles that are are missing in the market that that really does kind of help us to define your marketability or create a strategy on where are you going to head. So let me just talk about this a, a little bit more. What I mean is going out and gathering some data around the different roles that you're seeing in the market and the different themes that you're seeing in the market, and then aligning those that activity to your interests and your skills. So let me give you an example. So imagine you are a VP of sales in in IoT. Let's just say that, a VP of sales in IoT, right? So when you go out to the market and you can use either the the Google job board aggregator. You could even try LinkedIn. Um, You want to go to kind of a repository of jobs. You could, you know, I'm not for executive uh, searches. I'm not a big fan of Indeed, but for, for gathering data, it might, it might suffice. So, so you want to think about the different titles that you're seeing. So of course you would see a ton of VP of sales roles. But then you start to look for that IoT specialty. 
And if your goal is to land in IoT, um, in sales, if that's, you know, your beeline goal is to just make a move in the same type of role in the same industry, then what you want to do is look for all of the roles that you can find in sales um, in IoT, right? And then, you know, what what might come up is you'll see uh, SVPs, you'll see head of sales, you'll see things like um, director level roles. And then you'll see things that like in this specialty area, you'll see um, maybe IoT specific, maybe smart grid, maybe connected cities, you know, just different kinds of, of verticals inside of those roles, which is important to make a note. And then you'll see a lot of roles that are not in IoT, right? So you'll see other types of sales roles. And then what we'll start to do is is recognize based on what your goals and your needs are for your search, you'll start to recognize, oh, you know, I I could look at a different type of technology company. As I look at these different technology companies, what I'm seeing is this theme that's similar but different and it's intriguing me, right? And so you'll list out five jobs like that. You'll list out five IoT jobs. And then what I recommend everyone does is rank them for interest and skill fit. So ranking them is really critical to understanding where you want to head with your search. So that is just a high-level overview of how to go to market, look at these titles, and then determine the themes and then rank them based off of, you know, what you, what you want and what you need. And that will help you to assess the market and even see where there might be some skill gaps, um, and help you to kind of just have that data about what's possible in the market. Tip number three is something that I mentioned earlier, which is network with like-minded individuals in powerful places. They say that you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with, and I completely agree with that. You know, And I think we all know that everyone agrees that networking is the key to success. So we need to not only support one another you know, in cohort settings or huddles or, or communities that make sense, for your goal, by the way, those communities, really, it's important that you're on a similar mission, I think. Um, otherwise, they can just, <laughs> you just want to make sure they're like goal aligned. Um, but there's an aspect to this that I think sometimes we forget. So social networking is not the same as goal-oriented, you know, for example, job search networking. So you want to think about, you know, networking with powerful people in powerful places that hold the keys to getting things done. And that's not to say you're going to go to them, um, you know, aggressively. It's just to say that you want to save your energy and your time to make sure you're networking with meaningful connections that can help you achieve your goals. And I think as women, sometimes we feel like we're being pushy or needy or asking for too much. The reality is, is that 
or I believe this, people like to help people and leaders like to help others and great leaders do help others, right? And you're one and you're a leader and you know that if someone reached out to you, you would say, sure, yes, I'll definitely route you to the right person or happy to have a five minute chat or would love to, um, yeah, get to know you. We all know that networking is important, right? So if you frame your networking outreach the right way, you can reach anyone about anything, anytime. It's just part of what LinkedIn is built for. It's why it exists. And I think sometimes we're like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to ask for that, but why not? Because everyone is doing it and it makes a lot of sense um, to do so. So I just want to remind you that there is no one that is out of reach. I mean, I met the president and that was just from networking. (laughs) There's no one that is not within reach and there's no one that is too good to reach out to, if that makes sense. So, and then reach out to the people that can really help you. If it's the CEO of, you know, a huge enterprise company, so be it. I mean, they probably are not on their LinkedIn, but let's just think about like who you can reach out to that you've been like, oh, I don't know if I should, you know, people who are giving these presentations or your the webinars you're in or whatever, it's okay to reach them. That's why they're out here. And if they don't respond, that's okay too, but it won't be for your lack of effort, which, you know, this is how deals get done. So, um, that would be my recommendation when you're networking, always be strategic, shoot high, um, go to the top and, and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Number four is absolutely one of my favorites. Raise your hand if you're guilty of this. So you probably have a resume that's been especially if you haven't looked for work for a long time, that's just been sitting around, you know, collecting um, virtual dust, I guess you could say. Um, What I want for you and everyone and every woman especially is to get help with your resume, but not from your friends or your spouses or your partners or your siblings or even your ex-colleagues. This is so important. Your resume has a job to do. And now in the market more than ever, things have changed. It's really competitive. And you probably haven't looked for work for a long time. If you haven't looked for work for a long time, it's confusing. And then we tend to overthink and overanalyze and judge ourselves. It is nearly impossible to figure out the resume on your own. And there are so many templates and there are so many opinions. So this can cause you to get paralyzed, right? This whole resume thing. And also your friends, unless they are a resume writer, are are not experts at this. Um, It's a very intentional thing that each resume needs to do. And it's one of the best investments you can make. And one of the biggest mistakes I see is people asking multiple people or people they're close to about what they think of their resume, because frankly, it doesn't matter. What matters is what the market thinks of your resume, what executive recruiters think of it, and what senior executives at companies think of it. It's almost doesn't even matter what the applicant tracking thinks of it, because at this level, 
it's really important that you're working to bypass the applicant tracking systems too. But more on that, I talk about this a lot, LinkedIn hacks, applicant tracking system hacks, but for executives, executive connections are so important. Anyway, regarding the resume, it's just really, really important that you head to an expert to get help with it. And that that expert is very clear on who you are and what your target roles are. And with that, I will step down from the soapbox that is, please stop asking your friends and spouses and partners and siblings what they think about your resume. Okay, tip five. I would really, really love it if you could spend some time on yourself (laughs) or myself. I, I would love it if I could spend some time on myself. No, but seriously, making some space and time for this process is how you will move yourself forward in this process, right? You do not, you do not need to spend eight hours a day on this and you don't need to spend eight hours a week on this. You only need to spend a few minutes a day thinking about this or maybe one hour a week thinking about this. You know, what are your goals for this year? What are your goals for the first quarter? Where do you want to be next month? And whether you're thinking about getting a promotion at your current role or getting really intentional about your search this year, or you're actively looking, there needs to be a structured approach to the way you spend your time. And you you have to commit to spending some amount of time, but not overspending time on it too, right? There's a lot of noise that can happen in the process of exploring this. And really, I think it's about um, really just honing in how you spend your energy on this. So making a plan for quarter over quarter, reversing that back into what do you want to hit every month, and then figuring out from there how you'll spend your time every week hitting those milestones that you have for the month. So that could be um, starting to talk to resume writers, or that could be starting to vet job search experts, or that could be um, you want to get you want to get um, a promotion this quarter, what are the steps that you're going to take to reverse engineer and plan back into that? So try it out. Create a quarter over quarter plan and then a monthly plan and then some weekly steps that you can take. What can you do in one hour? What can you do in a half an hour every day um, to achieve those goals? So just give it some time and make some space for it. I'm sure there's a lot on your plate, but If this is important to you, if sorting through this and getting intentional about your career is important to you, you will need to make some time for it. Tip six, we already talked about how important networking is, and I want everyone to improve their networking results. One way you can do that is by getting yourself, putting yourself back out there, of course, um, and reconnecting with old colleagues. Sometimes we... we, um, forget to reconnect with our old colleagues just to check in with them, see how they are. And what happens is when you remind them about you, then they start to follow you. Then they look at your posts. Then they think about what you're good at. And it's just important to touch base. There's a couple different ways that you can do it. You can do it. Um, you know, I think you can do it a couple different ways. You can reach out in a, in a, in a, um, Hey, just checking in. How have you been? What's new with you? I like this idea of being really transparent 
um, you know, Hey, I've been thinking about what's next. And I, and I thought about you and I thought about what we did at that one company. Um, and anyway, just wanted to check in or if they're, a, um, kind of a distant kind of connection, you could always reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really looking to rekindle some connections this year, um, for networking purposes, just wanted to reach out and saw that you had a new promotion excited for you. Just wanted to say hi, happy new year. Um, and, and start bubbling up the conversation. It's whatever you're comfortable with, but definitely going back to old colleagues and semi, semi connections, you know, medium, I guess not people you've worked with, but people that you networked with or have known, um, definitely go into LinkedIn and look at all of your network and connections. It would be great if, you know, every week, um, you did set a goal to reach out to a couple of people in that way. You just never know where those can lead. And it's just really low, low touch and low time consumption. And then I would also say that, uh, as a whole, um, we could be better at embracing cold outreach. You know, it, it, it really just comes down to thinking of this in terms of starting a conversation, just saying, hello, I'm looking to expand my network. I wanted to reach out. And when they accept your invite, you know, just tell them, tell them about who you are, tell them about what you want, tell them about what you need, tell them about just wanted to share best practices, looking for a new opportunity. People are so much more receptive when it's just conversational and casual and friendly. So keep that in mind, but definitely embrace cold outreach. And another part of this um, is you can, you can comment on their posts, right? So if you haven't, if you, you know, haven't reached out to them for some time, you could go into their posts and, and start commenting on it. And that's a great way to warm up your networking connections again as well. All right. And last but not least, number seven, I always say that the money's in the metrics. The money is in the metrics. And what I mean by that is when women are, or anyone really is positioning themselves um, in the market, your achievements are what, and the outcomes you have driven are what are going to make you more competitive. You know this, it's, it's positioning. We're positioning for the future, the roles that you want, not the roles that you've had. We want to explain that, but but really the most important thing is what are the metrics and the achievements? What kind of growth have you driven? What kind of revenue have you driven? What kind of change have you driven? What was the bottom line of the transformation that you've driven? Those achievements and how those achievements align to the role at hand are what will set you apart and make you an irrefutable uh, it will put you in irrefutable alignment to the role that you want. Drilling down on your achievements is so important. And if you're not looking for work right now, compiling your quarter over quarter and tracking your quarter over quarter achievements in your current role is one best practice for having leverage when you're negotiating your next promotion or you're going to market or you're having networking conversations 
but mostly as you're thinking about what did I achieve last year? Imagine, you know, having tracked the the goals and the, I'm sorry, the outcomes and the metrics that you've achieved at work and having that record, you will be, you, you can use that in so many different ways, but I think we just get so busy that we forget to keep a log, if you will, of those. And then when you get to your, you know, quarterly reviews and things like that, you're looking back like, what did I do? Also, it's, it's harder to remember the numbers and the metrics five years from now, right? Five years later. So I work with women all the time who are like, oh, I cannot remember what that revenue goal was, or I don't remember what we, what we made from that project, right? And so keeping track of those is a, just a good best practice for really breaking through um, to that, that increase and demonstrating your value and going to market. And with that, you know, I've given you seven tips on how to really shift kind of in your career, expand into what's possible, get started with your exploration. Here's the last thing I would like to leave you with. It's really important that you don't wait until it's too late. I think we put a lot of this on the back burner and then, you know, things happen, the market gets saturated, reorgs happen, or the environment becomes so toxic, we can no longer bear it. And then by then you're just sort of um, rushing to get things done and the intentionality is, is lost. The strategy, you know, is lost. And so I would say that it's important to just start thinking about if you have that little inkling or something in your gut is telling you, you may want to start exploring this. Don't wait until it's too late. Time is flying by. We're all in this vortex of pandemic and, you know, life and all of that. And then, you know, you'll wake up a year later, like, oh, I should have, I should have gotten started. There are different ways you can start this process in simple ways whether you are shooting for that promotion at work or whether you are like looking to go to market to see what's possible, what's next, or you're just actively looking, it, it's important that you take action. And that action can start right now. You can head on over to our Facebook group at facebook slash groups slash boss maker with an H, or you can just grab a free discovery session with one of our team members to begin taking the steps of exploration or acceleration to help you achieve more of what you want and deserve in 2022. Thanks for listening. See you on the next podcast.